0: Welcome to the podcast. Today we talk about Woodrow Wilson. Glenn hates that guy. Uh, He is uh, going to uh, have his name taken off of the building in Princeton. And it's hard not to just cheer. We get into that a little bit. Um, As well as uh, we talk to uh, Dennis Prager. Uh, Dennis Prager is, of course, uh, founder of Prager University and so many other great things. uh, Radio host. Uh, Talks about the future of not only the country, but also uh, faith in this country. Um, a federal judge is is going to have to leave uh their job because of a terrible terrible slur they used against a person of color you'll want to know about that story and glenn sings patsy klein that's on the show too uh welcome uh to the podcast and and, and we hope you enjoy it with the exception of the patsy klein part make sure you subscribe to blaze glenn and use the promo code fight the mob for 20 bucks off also subscribe rate and review to this podcast as well as Stu does america tonight is Stu does the climate apocalypse where we'll talk we talked a little bit a little bit about this on the podcast as well um a an environmentalist long-term activist who's come out to say hey this whole alarmism thing is is not right we'll get into that as well today on the podcast you're listening to
1: the best of the glenn beck program i'm going to need to get an amen because you know i've been i've been saying now for the last couple of weeks i've had a a distinct feeling that it is going to be the african-american community that is actually going to heal this country can't be healed by the evil white man can i get an amen amen uh it's it's going to be it's going to be healed by the african-americans that stand up and say we're not with you uh we are on God's side, and we know what's going on, and you've lost your minds. And uh, you're starting to see that happen a lot of places, but none better than the gospel, the gospel church in Houston, where the pastor
2: stood up and just said this. And then there's the problem of death. If we're going, if we're going to argue logically... The argument got to hold up on both sides. All the killing in our community ain't coming from white people. Come on, say amen if you can. We are killing one another. Our old people are scared to get out at night in their own community. They're not scared of white people. They're scared of young black boys on the street. Hey, man, no, 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 all the killing that's going on, ain't going on in River Oaks. It's going on in South Union, in Third Wall, on Cullen and Martin Luther King. Every street that's named after Martin Luther King across America is riddled with crime and death in the name of a man who stood for nonviolence. The church has got to accept some responsibility oh. because we in here singing and shouting on Sunday morning. Let's get out here and go tell that young black boy and that young black girl, we're gonna teach you to love yourself more than somebody taught you how to hate yourself
1: Mm. pull your
2: pants up take your nasty pajamas off when you get up in the morning (laughs) to go outside act like you got good sense talk like somebody's raising you A whole lot of our problems are self-inflicted. White people ain't breaking in my house. Wish I had a witness here.
1: Holy cow. Now let's see what that man has to do. And let's see what that man uh, does in his own community and whether he lasts in his own community. It sounded like the church was with him, but it is going to be the Bible-believing people that save this this nation. It is a covenant nation, and we're going to ask you to be a part of that and take the covenant as a personal challenge to you and to all that you know um a personal challenge to restore the covenant in your life and then we'll show you how to take action and that will be on uh on thursday night uh july 2nd the day they actually signed the declaration of independence uh that'll happen july 2nd at 8 p.m only on blaze tv pat gray joins us now hello pat hello glenn i Make- first heard that i i just heard that guy on your show this morning and uh, that's oh. amazing
3: fantastic i mean and That's where it has to come from, right? Because it doesn't mean anything coming from us. They don't listen to us. We're racist if we say if we say that to black people. Pull your pants up. Oh, you probably lose your job. But he can say it and did. And thank you for saying it. Say for saying all of that because it has to be said. Well, I have
1: said it to my daughter. I have said it to my daughter. (laughs) Not pull your pants up, but. Put your nasty pajamas (laughs) in the hamper and and put some pants on before you go outside. So So I have said I have said that it's it's really great. It's really great. There's some really hopeful signs. There are. uh, And we need them.
3: We need them because things are really weird right now. It's it's like if you are a person driving around town in your car and you pull up to a stoplight and your car gets surrounded by a mob and they start beating on your car and breaking your windows, you're in the wrong if you want to get out of there. But, what? <laughs> well, you, I know the Dallas, I mean, uh, the
1: Detroit police story that they're trying to make this. Yes. And do we have the video and the
3: audio do, of this? Yeah, you got to see this. This is amazing stuff. Uh, watch this. Uh, if you happen to be watching uh, Blaze TV. So here's a police officer surrounding,
1: people are surrounding his car. Big model.
3: The then they jump window. on top of it. Back window's been broken out. And he drives forward. And then they scream like like three-year-old girls because he actually drove through them. I mean, what what do you want to happen there? The guy's just supposed to wait until you break his window, pull him out of the car, and beat him to death? Uh, no! Of course you're going to drive forward and try to get the idiots off of your car. And to be clear, he tries;
0: he guns it and stops, stops. to try to get the people off multiple right. times. And he does. To try to not hit them or hurt them. Right. And another idiotic point of that video is that they continue to run after him. Yeah. Which means he has to continue to keep going forward. Right. I, I, like it's an, uh, just a, a giant parade of idiot, idiots on this
3: uh, particular video. And this has happened in city after city. And I love the article that uh, where where the video came from. Um, They called it a largely peaceful protest, of course, (laughs) against systemic racism. (laughs) We had
1: all peaceful protests as the Tea Party. Every single one of them was entirely peaceful Mm -hmm. and they were still looking for things. That we did. That would violate. Would be- did you see the violence that that man did? <laughs> that Glenn Beck. The violence that he. Uh, the way he ate that hamburger from mm-hmm. McDonald's. Mm. It was violent.
4: <laughs>
3: uh, and they're not doing this just to police. There was a mother in Fredericksburg, Virginia, which is what twenty five thousand people. Uh, a terrified mom called nine one one about the protesters who were jumping on her car. They surrounded her car another mob. Uh, they start jumping on her car and beating on it. So she calls 911 and uh, she's told you can't hit people with your car. Make sure, make sure that you don't hit anyone with your car. And she said, they're all on my car right now. Well, what am I supposed to do? We can't do anything, ma'am. The city told us this is a sanctioned event. Then she starts yelling at them, get off my car. You know, this is dangerous. I've got a kid in here. Her daughter is just Crying hysterically in the background. And the dispatcher says, yes, ma'am, we would suggest you you call City Hall and let them know about your frustrations. (laughs) Uh, How how is this possible that this is going on? And then the mayor of Fredericksburg apologizes to the protesters because uh, she drove through them and she was having a fit about them, jumping on her car. It's the protesters who are apologized to. Not the, not the citizen who is being threatened. I, this is just so out of control, which is why we need the pastor uh, to be saying these things. Because you're right. I think that's well, the it, only way this, we get any healing is if black people lead the way here. It's, it's the, it is the only way. But you've mm-hmm. got to remember,
1: a lot of these protesters are white. Oh, I mean, yeah. A lot yes, of these protesters. True. And the people who are funding it and running it, mm-hmm. I think, are almost all white. I mean... The Black Lives Matter thing is is a global corporation. Mm-hmm. They're 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 selling wines, the wine and teddy bears and and everything else online. How 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 is how is the how are the people that are running Chaz? How are they running a global corporation that has all kinds of of uh, teddy bears and wines and? and uh, <laughs> gifts and t-shirts and i mean <laughs> the, the, the chaz doesn't have a gift shop i don't know if you've noticed that they haven't gotten around to the gift shop part of black lives matter how is that happening this is all. This is all very well orchestrated.
3: Is this some kind of conspiracy theory against George Soros? Is this your anti-Semitism coming out again? Is how no, much you're saying no. here? Is it George no, Soros is funding these things? Oh, it's man. it's
1: my anti it's my anti progressiveness and the and the hatred that I have for true American history. I blame <laughs> this on Woodrow Wilson. <laughs> so we got that. So um, go ahead, there's uh, uh, on your Woodrow Wilson yeah. thing because I
0: I had the same. You started the show kind of with this, I don't know, victory lap on on the fact that they're getting rid of- I wish I would have had Pat to do the happy days are here again. (laughs) (laughs) Because we made this point years ago that when they started taking down these statues that how do you not take Woodrow Wilson's statue down? Yeah. But you also have a special this week about how bad it is to be removing uh, statues and history uh, mm-hmm. it, it, does Woodrow Wilson just uh, rise above this sort of logical consistency or is it just that he's so bad that it's different or what's what's the justification no, it's personal
1: uh-huh. deep personal hatred <laughs> <of> the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> blinds me to uh, stick up for him in one way in any way uh, whatsoever you uh-huh. know it's not my pr- my problem was never that uh, you know there was a statue at Princeton of him or anything else It was a a statue and a building that was glorifying him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't mind. There are are bad people in history that have statues, and it's great. It gives me a chance to figure out who they were, what they were, good or bad, and do my own homework, and I don't have to glorify them, Um, but this was the Woodrow Wilson of international relations. Are you kidding me? He's the guy who screwed all of this up. Yeah. The, the Wilson Doctrine, which we are still operating on, less so with Donald Trump, but the the Wilson ideas were were just go in and tell the rest of the world how to live. That's that's not us. That's not who we were supposed to be. Now, are you going to go to
0: Princeton and start ripping the just ripping down the signs and uh,
1: and <laughs> looking for statues? No, to tear but down I do personally? believe. I do believe. That the Black Lives Matter people have, uh, they have a responsibility to send me the letters that were on the side of that building that spelled out with Woodrow Wilson. You have a responsibility to send those to me. That is the least they could do. The least. It's the least. Yeah. the very least you could possibly do. Can I get an amen? Amen. amen the best of the Glenn Beck program. Hey, it's Glenn, and you're listening to the Glenn Beck program. If you like what you're hearing on this show, make sure you check out Pat Gray Unleashed. It's available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. So Stu, you have been the the guy who has been watching global warming from the beginning.
0: Yes, uh, we've been uh, going over these issues for gosh so long now and I know the, the the developments have been really fascinating and
1: there's a huge one today. So this one today comes from the Time Magazine hero of the environment, a Green Book award winner. He is now the op- the author of the book Apocalypse Never: Why environmental alarmism has hurt us all. He is a frequent contributor to the New York Times, Washington Post, Wall Street Journal, Scientific American, and other publications. His TED Talks about global warming have been viewed over five million times. Stu, t- help me out on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, is he going to be writing for all of those people? What's your <laughs> I, guess? No, we can tell
0: that from today when he posted a an op-ed on Forbes and and it just disappeared. It was pulled down for some reason. We don't know exactly why yet. Uh, we know that the Daily Wire was smart enough to go uh, pick it up, and it is now uh, hosted there. Uh, there's nothing controversial in it. There's no attacks in it. It's just uh, here is the here's what I learned writing. You know what I look at as you know a a, a lifetime defining work. Uh, you know where he's talking about. I mean, this is a guy who's been a an environmentalist, and it still is. But has been for a very long time a climate activist for multiple decades um a guy who we first came across at least my first remembrance of him was uh for he helped create a documentary that but aired on cnn um which was about the environment and was very took global warming very very seriously but indicated that nuclear power might be part of a solution um to make, i know and which i guess was so hateful it wasn't hateful enough for cnn to take it off the air because his credentials were so good um and they they decided to uh, air it and it was very very good um he is uh, now this book though it takes it to another level i mean he is again still a guy who wants to protect the environment wants the world to be a cleaner place and all of that however he's recognized the alarmism of the media of the aocs of the world of the Greta's of the world does not help well, let uh, me gi- actually
1: build that let me give you what he wrote uh, that was taken down immediately forbes published it and then apparently they got heat from someplace took it down on behalf of the environmentalists everywhere i would like to formally apologize for the climate scare we created over the last 30 years just that mm. is amazing Climate change is happening, but it's not the end of the world. It's not even our most serious environmental problem. I may, be, uh, I may seem like a strange person to be saying all of this. I've been a climate activist for 20 years and an environmentalist for 30 but as an energy expert asked by Congress to provide objective expert testimony and invited by the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, the IPCC, to serve as an expert reviewer of its next assessment report, I feel an obligation to apologize for how badly we environmentalists have misled the public. Glenn, uh, if I could, Holy cow! just to, just to yeah. highlight what you just said.
0: This is not a guy who, in 1979, worked on climate issues. Who was on a previous uh, IPCC report as a he? This is a guy who was invited to be a reviewer of the next report. That's the high, how high in regard this guy is, and the fact that he's coming out and apologizing for the climate scare that, as you point out, he says we created. He's not saying that uh, you know uh, this is uh, this is totally. Uh, in the in the uh, in, a shocking development when it comes uh to this world it's hard to overstate what a big deal this is he is a he would be called a climate denier now at this point oh, and he will be and he i've not? already seen uh posts on social media where they're they've abandoned him and says that he does no longer you know speaks for us and and all of the the typical attacks uh that
1: you'd expect are already raging if- online if his credentials for the IPCC are revoked you'll know yeah. you'll know well, yeah. they're not they're not honest this guy listen i just let yeah, me go and finish ahead. this he said some facts that a few, that few people know humans are not causing a sixth mass extinction the amazon is not the lungs of the world climate change is not making natural disasters worse fires have declined 25 percent around the world since 2003 declined the amount of land that we use for meat mankind's biggest use of land has declined by an area of as nearly as large as alaska the buildup of wood fuel and more houses near forests not climate change explain why there are more and more dangerous fires in australia and california Carbon emissions have been declining in rich nations, including Britain, Germany, and France since the mid-70s. Aren't we part of that, too? Adapting to life below sea level made the Netherlands rich, not poor. We produce 25% more food than we need, and food surpluses will continue to rise as the world gets hotter. Habitat loss and the direct killing of wild animals are bigger threats to species than climate change wood fuel is far worse for people and wildlife than fossil fuels preventing future pandemics requires not less industrial agriculture uh not it requires more not less i know that the facts will sound like climate denialism to many people but that just shows the power of climate alarmism uh, he says, I'm not some right-wing anti-environmentalist. At 17, I lived in Nicaragua to show solidarity with the Sandinista Socialist Revolution. Holy cow. At 23, I raised money for Guatemalan's women's cooperatives. In my early 20s, I lived in the semi-Amazon doing research with small farmers fighting land invasions. At 26, I helped expose poor conditions at Nike factories in Asia. I became an environmentalist at 16 when I threw a fundraiser for the Rainforest Action Network. At 27, I helped save the last unprotected ancient redwoods in California. In my 30s, I advocated renewables and successfully helped persuade the Obama administration to invest $90 billion into them. Well, that was money well spent. Over the last few years, I helped save enough nuclear plants from being replaced by fossil fuels to prevent a sharp increase in admissions. Think of that. Until last year, I mostly avoided speaking out against the climate scare. Partly, that's because I was embarrassed. After all, I'm guilty of alarmism, as many other environmentalists. For years, I I referred to climate change as an existential threat to human civilization, and I called it a crisis. But mostly, I didn't speak out because I was scared. Listen to this. I remained quiet about the climate disinformation campaign because I was afraid of losing friends and funding. The few times I summoned the courage to defend climate science from those who misrepresented it, I suffered harsh consequences. And so I mostly stood by and did next to nothing as my fellow environmentalists terrified the public. I even stood by as people in the White House and many people in the news media tried to destroy the reputation and career of an outstanding scientist, good man and friend of mine, Roger is it? Pelkey Pelkey Jr. yeah Pelkey uh, a lifelong progressive democrat and environmentalist who testified in favor of carbon regulations why would they do that because his research proves natural disasters are not getting worse but then last year things spiraled out of control AOC said the world's going to end in 12 years if we don't address climate change. Britain's most high-profile environmental group claimed climate change kills children. The world's most influential green journalist, Bill McKibben, called climate change the greatest challenge humans have ever faced and would wipe out civilizations. Main Street journalists reported repeatedly that the Amazon was the lungs of the world and that deforestation was like a nuclear bomb going off. As a result, half of the people surveyed around the world last year, they thought climate change would make humanity extinct. And in January, one of five British children told pollsters they were having nightmares about climate change. Wow. Whether or not you have children, you must see how wrong this is. I admit I may be sensitive because I have a teenage daughter. After we talked about the science, she was reassured. But her friends are deeply misinformed and thus understandably frightened. I thus decided I had to speak out. I knew that writing a few articles would not be enough. I needed a book to properly lay out all of the evidence. And so my formal apology for our fear mongering comes in the form of a book that I just released called Apocalypse Never. It is based on two decades of research and three decades of environmental activism. At 400 pages, with 100 of those pages being endnotes, Apocalypse Never covers climate change, deforestation, plastic waste, species extinction, industrialization, meat, nuclear energy, and renewables. Some highlights from the book. Factories and modern farming are the keys to human liberation and environmental progress. The most important thing for saving the environment is producing more food, particularly meat, on less land. The most important thing for reducing air pollution and carbon emissions is moving from wood to coal uh, to to petroleum to natural gas, finally to uranium. 100% renewables would require increasing the land use for energy from today's 0.5% to 50%. These are all the things that we have said for years to mm-hmm. for years. We should want cities, farms, and power plants to have higher, not lower power densities. Vegetarianism reduces one's emission by less than 4%. Greenpeace didn't save the whales. Switching from whale oil to petroleum and palm oil did. Free range beef would require 20 times more land and produce 300% more emissions. Greenpeace dogmatism worsened forest fragmentation of the Amazon. The colonialist approach to guerrilla uh, conservation in the Congo produced a backlash that may have resulted in the killing of 250 elephants. So why were we all so misled? In the final three chapters of Apocalypse ne- Never, I expose the financial, political, and ideological motivations. Environmental groups have accepted hundreds of millions of dollars from fossil fuel interests. Groups motivated by anti-humanist beliefs force the World Bank to stop trying to end poverty and instead make poverty sustainable. And status anxiety, depression, and hostility to modern civilization are behind much of the alarmism. Once you realize how badly misinformed we have been, often by people with plainly unsavory or unhealthy motivations, it's hard not to feel duped. The ideology behind environmental alarmism, uh, Malthusism, uh, has been repeatedly debunked for 200 years and yet is more powerful than ever. But there are also reasons to believe the environmental alarmism will, if not come to an end, have diminishing cultural power. The coronavirus is an actual crisis that puts the climate crisis into perspective. If you think we've overreacted, COVID-19 has killed nearly half a million people in shattered economies all around the globe. Scientific institutions like the WHO and the IPC have undermined their credibility through the repeated polarization of science. Their future existence and relevance depends on new leadership and serious reform, because facts still matter. He goes on and on and on. This is absolutely fantastic. Stu has him as a guest on The Stu Show tonight. Stu does environmental alarmism. Uh, yes, Stu does the environmental really?
0: apocalypse uh, based on his book title. It's called Apocalypse Never, and it's it's a it's one of those books you'll go
1: back to a hundred times. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program, and we really want to thank you for listening. I read an article of yours the other day America's Jews and Christians are failing the test of their lives and I I didn't I mean this is the biggest truth that is unspoken in America every single day. This should be rung like a bell. Explain what you' what we're failing here
4: <laughs> you can now go for a smoke. or make a call because i I could spend the rest of my time with you answering this question uh all right i'll Uh, I'll just give you a back away (laughs) quite a right
1: Uh, (laughs) i'll make a souffle go ahead
4: Uh, yeah exactly uh religion is tested look everybody is tested in time of crisis but if religion, people who have to, theoretically, allegedly, presumably, have as their first question, how do I answer to God, but are fearful of man, are, they, they fear, as I write in there, the left, more than they fear God, then religion is worthless. It's worse than worthless, because it's a facade, it's a masquerade. And i just give a couple of examples. It's... If there is any priest, minister, or rabbi who cannot say that it is God's will or the Bible's will to have us race-blind, color-blind, then the person should retire from the clergy. That's one of the greatest messages. We are all created in God's image. God has no race. Man's race is irrelevant. Uh, hair color is is as relevant as skin color. If, if a rabbi, priest, or minister cannot say that, cannot say what Martin Luther King is so well known for, that it's the content of the character, not the color of one's skin that should matter, then they are useless in their role as clergy. If they cannot get up and say, guess what, the Eighth Commandment says, do not steal. We are watching rampant looting, a.k.a. stealing. This is a violation of the most basic law ever given to human beings. Moses, God, a committee, whatever you believe, it's the basis. Do not steal. I mean, just those two examples, and they can't even say that.
1: So why is why are they so silent? I mean, some of them are adopting all of this social justice stuff they are they're in with black lives matter i mean is it is it really just fear or do they actually believe some of this marxist
4: nonsense well first of all you can talk yourself into believing anything if it's in your self-interest to believe it it takes no courage whatsoever none for anybody to get up and go black lives matter Uh, it's you might as well say oxygen is important to black people Of course, black lives matter. So it doesn't, doesn't tell you anything. But they don't even. But just on that phrase, it's a lie. They don't believe all black lives matter. And I'm not even talking abortion. They don't believe all born live black lives matter because they don't give a hoot about the number of murdered blacks by blacks. Only the number of blacks killed by white policemen. That's what they're talking about, which happens to be disproportionately low. According to the Harvard study, University of Maryland, Michigan State, it is widespread. Read anything Heather McDonald wrote. She cites the data and she got it from some of it from the Washington Post. We're living a gigantic lie. But why you ask why they go along with it? because they pay no price, and that is why I say religion has failed. And it is worse than that, because uh, Christianity was dealt a, a bad blow uh, in, uh, in, in, uh, in Europe. That's why most, one of the reasons, not the only by any means, but one reason so many Europeans are secular is that Christianity failed during World War II. <laughs> Excuse me where people are simply uh, where clergy catholic or protestant in europe very rarely spoke up e- even in in tepid ways against the nazism but it, those people took a risk speaking against nazism we're failing speaking against the new york times
1: so dennis i it's interesting you would say the failure of um, the the churches because they not only they not only didn't speak out um, within a year, within by by 1934, many of them were actually considering taking the Old Testament out of the church because it was too Jewish. I mean, they they not only failed, they jumped on the bandwagon. But I, I think the failure I, I'd be interested in hearing because there was another failure in in 1914 through 1919 and that was the churches became political and the churches said, this is God's will that this be fought uh, and everything's going to be fine. And in Germany, that led to the just decimation of the church's credibility um, because they were fighting for one side. So wh- which which is this failure like? um saying that we have to fight against the american ideals and principles or just going along with it like they did in the 1930s
4: well first of all the united states is founded it has three mottos liberty it's on every coin liberty e pluribus unum and god we trust and god we trust is chiseled right above the the speaker's uh, podium uh, in the House of uh, House of Representatives, uh, it, it, in "God We Trust" means that God is central. It doesn't mean in "God We God in God We Trust" doesn't mean God will protect me from COVID nineteen. In "God We Trust" means that God is central to the American experiment. The left has destroyed uh, all three. Do you know that Thomas Friedman, New York Times columnist, wrote a column? Uh, just a few weeks ago, said we should change it from from many-one to from many-we. So it's a perfect acknowledgement. They got rid of God, they're getting rid of liberty, obviously, and they're getting rid of E Pluribus Unum. The left is the antithesis of everything America stands for, not liberals. Liberals are just cowards. But, but, uh, but they're not the evil that the left is, which is the antithesis of everything we believe. If a clergyman cannot see that, I don't care if he's a Democrat. Stay a Democrat. I don't give a damn. But if you can't see the left as a mortal threat to everything you're supposed to hold as a Jew or a Christian, then your, your uh, seminary education was a waste.
1: So what comes out of this, Dennis? Um I I I have the feeling that it's the black community, the black churches um that are going to make the difference here. Um because some of them are the only places behind a pulpit that you're actually hearing this is wrong. Um and I think there's an awakening in the African American community. Um uh, uh, what do you think happens to do, do our churches wake up our synagogues wake up does the african-american church wake up what what happens from here dennis
4: well that, that that's why you're having me on on this subject we this is a call to wake up this is the challenge of their lifetime if you can't pass this test then uh, it's it, your church or synagogue is worthless it's worse than worthless uh, it, it's uh, I'll tell you what it is. It, I, I wrote, I'm writing a five-volume commentary on the first five books of the Bible. Two are out. It's, uh, it's called the Rational Bible. I explain, because I know Biblical Hebrew well, and I explain virtually every verse. And, so uh, good. Uh, well, thank you. And, and uh, in it, I explain in the Ten Commandments, which is both in Exodus and Deuteronomy, The people misunderstand Uh, totally understandably, but they misunderstand and mistranslate the third commandment, do not take God's name in vain. So most people think, especially uh, Christians, that if you say, oh my God, what a hot day, that you have violated the third commandment. Uh, But God is not an idiot. Uh, It's the only commandment God says he won't forgive. So God will forgive murder, but he won't forgive your saying, oh, my God, what a hot day. I mean, I mean I, I, my most uh, blasphemous statement is God has common sense. Anyway, uh, it doesn't mean that. It means do not lift, do not carry God's name in vain. The word uh, in Hebrew, tisaf, for those who might be interested, is clearly what it means, is do not carry. Who carries God's name in vain? Those who speak in God's name and do bad. What we're having now is the violation of the third commandment, the only one God doesn't forgive, because you make God look ludicrous. That is what these, uh, these cowardly or even leftist priests, rabbis, and ministers are doing to the name of God. That's how serious this moment is.
1: Dennis Prager is always good to have you on. Thank you for everything you do, Dennis, and thank you for your 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 kindness and your friendship over the years. It's it's I'm honored to know you and honored to call you friend. Thank you so
4: much. Well, thank you for everything you do. Na, 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 na.